Hey babes, welcome to Align by Design. I am Amy Elizabeth and together with Liz Coyles, we are Align by Design. We are bringing you human design in a way you've never experienced it before. We take you through the unsexy process of alignment so that you can tap into another level of sexy you didn't even know existed yet, all by becoming the most authentic you. We desire each of you to own your power so that you can fully experience the flow, the ease, the integrity, and the undeniable magnetism and sexiness that alignment brings so that you can create the impact your soul really desires and the income that's abundantly available to you. Let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to Align by Design. It is Liz Coyles and today I have a very special guest. It is the 6-2 Splenic Projector, Kayla O'Connor, who also happens to be my one-to-one client. Welcome, Kayla. Hello, thank you. I'm so excited. I know, this is great. And we, Kayla and I were just talking, I said, you know, so Kayla started out doing an HD reading with me. And then we kept in touch here and there. And then you had reached out to ask about a one-to-one space. And I, I know I've only been working one-to-one with Kayla for a few months, but I thought I had done the reading last year. And we just looked back and it was, it was June of this year. So, so much has taken place in the last six months and so much integration of human design into your life. So it's really amazing to think that that's all it's been and how much has evolved for you in that time. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned I was, a line by design was shared with me, actually, you interviewing, I think it was a 6-2 Splenic Projector as well. So funny, because it was sent to me of like, this person reminds me of you, and that's how I found out about a line by design. And the way that you and Amy integrated beyond just the top level of your chart really drew me in. And then when I got a reading from you in June, it was the most applicable, specific to my life reading I've ever had. So I was like, okay, I think I desire a coach where I can actually like be coached based off my human design chart. And girl, since September, since we've started one-on-one, there's been some crazy shifts happening. I just got to fall over my body thinking about it. Uh, well, you know, I, I think a huge part of it is your uh, dedication and desire to be really living authentically according to your design. And guys, Kayla is a, she's an entrepreneur and she does affiliate PR. So she's, she has a background in public relations and she has a company called KMO consulting doing affiliate PR. And we're definitely going to dive into that because I think it's, it's fascinating this avenue you have, have paved in the public relations world. But not only that, you model and operate your business truly almost 100% off of, off of human design. Yeah, 100%. I still remember to this day when I found out about human design. It was a Jenna Zoe interview on To Be Magnetic podcast um Lacey Phillips and Mm -hmm. she was talking about the different types and I remember being about three months into a new PR job in LA and my body when I say like my body was it felt like it was dying inside of the extreme anxiety and burnout so it was kind of divine timing of me finding this podcast and then when I looked it up and figured out I was a projector I was 
so resistant to it. I was like, there's no way like the PR field, you have to work over 40 hours a week. All we do is cold pitch and, you know, send emails, which is such a manifestor vibe, um, energies. And it really led me to walk away from that corporate job um, led into like the first stint of me freelancing where I did not apply human design. I was reaching out to people. I wasn't waiting for the invitations. I wasn't getting clear on what I wanted. I was kind of being everything for everyone. And then that led me to debt and burnout. Um, and then I remember applying to over 50 jobs on LinkedIn, but then one um, message came through to me an invite and it was the creative agency in Santa Monica that gave me the affiliate marketing position and I remember thinking oh, of course I would spend hours and hours applying for jobs and then the one you know message in my LinkedIn inbox is the start of this affiliate PR career of course it worked that way of course <laughs> it was a, a divinely timed invitation Mm -hmm. um, so for people who, and, and this is part of why I love our working relationship, because you are, I mean, you coach in some ways, but you, but you're, you're working in a field that is so different to, you know, normally, or a lot of coaches coach coaches. And it's been so amazing for me to, uh, coach an entrepreneur, you know, and really see your business expand that is you know one of my many lives before becoming a human design coach and reader I I was in I was in business school that's what I was studying so I, I do have that entrepreneurial fire in my heart and it makes me so happy to see your success and how your success has continued to get bigger and bigger while you're aligning more and more. And what that looks like for you as a projector is working smarter and not harder. You're so conscious about the uh, your schedule and your hours and where you place your calls and where you're putting your energy to and the self-care and, and all of the things. But, you know, can you explain to people the difference between the PR world that you had come from and and what the affiliate PR world looks like? Yeah, I think first, I think this is just a general corporate work environment thing of where we graduate from college and university and we have mentors that tell us what to do and how it's done based off of what they learned. And so it's like you're following these external advices for your, your own personal career versus following your own inner compass. So that's first and foremost, I feel like the shift of everyone leaving the corporate job or becoming an entrepreneur is really just an awakening within yourself of listening to yourself and what you need. But the PR industry in itself, what I came from was agency life and having multiple clients and serving multiple clients. And the energy and the vibe is very grind, 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 send your pitch out to, you know, there's a spray and pray where you send a press release out to over like 200 email addresses and you just hope that you get one or you, you know, sit down next to a phone and you pick up the phone and you call really burnt out journalists and try to get their attention and try to spit out the 
full press release in 30 seconds. It's, it's kind of this uh, high, uh, it feels like high voltage, if that makes sense. Like you're just constantly, like your nervous system is at its <laughs> peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very competitive as well. Um, who can kind of climb the ladder the fastest within the agency setting. So it's a, a culmination of being overworked, um, feeling undervalued because PR, it's, it, traditionally it's been really hard to know what the return of the investment is or showcase that to the client. We can get a placement online and be like, here you go, this print placement or this placement appeared on Vogue.com, but there's no tracking link that tracks actual conversions or sales. So they're like, okay, what does that mean? We're like, well, this print placement actually equates to a $10,000 ad placement, which then reaches 2 million viewers. And they're like, okay, so what does that mean? (laughs) So there's this like low worth like always trying to um, convince your clients that you're doing your job and also retain your clients. Uh, Traditionally, agencies lock in clients for six months to a year out of a fear-based mindset of we need to lock them into a contract, otherwise they're going to leave and go somewhere else. It's beautiful because affiliate PR and how I'm, I'm running my business right now really goes against all of those points that I, I um, just listed and is kind of a healing opportunity for the industry as a whole. Yeah, it's, it's really incredible because I've, I've worked with PR in previous businesses and exactly what you said, I never looked at PR as a as an ability to get a return on my investment. It was simply visibility. It was um, you know an opportunity for the brand to have some leverage because you were featured here or you were fe- as featured in you know uh, rather than when you came into my world, I started to see how you're really converting their placements into sales, and you have exact numbers that you could give them. There's this beautiful mathematical layer to the public relations and you know you have helped brands make a very huge increase in their sales while getting all of the visibility online and you've also you know been doing it your way so you actually you put out a a reel the other day where you know you showed yourself at the beginning of 2020 and you were $15,000 in debt and you were right about to quit and cut to, and now we're at the end of 2021, you've done over $300,000 in sales this year, over 50,000 K a month, this past month. And you're gearing up for a very massive 2022, which I'm so excited and honored to be a part of that with you. Um, but what did that journey look like for you? You know, what kept you in PR when you were on the brink of quitting and how did you, change things or, or, or shift your mindset and your energy going into creating your own firm and really doing it your own way rather than the corporate masculine burnout way that a lot of PR industry people feel. No matter what your design is, people are burnt out. I think it's, it's been like little subtle moments of me recognizing um, my alignment based off of my human design chart. So I was so burnt out from PR. I remember my aunt and uncle 
they had to be manifestors. They were like, Kayla, you drive to Universal Studios, you walk into that building and you ask, who do I need to talk to to get a job? And I, every, every cell in my body was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, again, the same timing where I got that email from the recruiter for um, the affiliate position. And looking back, that was such a scenic hit when I was on the call with, um, who was my past boss, I had no idea what he was talking about. It was complete gibberish. I had no idea what affiliate was. Even my first day of the job, I was like, I don't know, we're, we're going to figure it out. But I was so curious to learn something new. And I was being hired because of my PR experience. So I wasn't starting all over again. So I was like, there's something here. Um, going into the last agency job, I was very aware of what I was walking into in terms of agency culture. Um, it, there's a lot of similarities. I worked in enough to know. I was offered the opportunity to have enough space to teach myself kind of learn this new affiliate PR landscape, have calls with the affiliate manager at, you know, Condé Nast, Marriott Publishing. And there I was able to realize there's a huge opportunity that's being missed right now. No one's talking about it. You know, the affiliate manager at Condé Nast cannot schedule calls with every single PR professional or agency in, in the country. And I was starting to, I remember my first affiliate PR placement was Highline Wellness is a CBD brand in New York City. They're very successful. And they were coming out with a CBD hand sanitizer in April of 2020. And people.com published an article. And I kid you not, that hand sanitizer article drove thousands of dollars on a product that was $3. And that was, again, a splenic hit of, oh, I'm really onto something. And by that time, my bosses were seeing it. And so they had doubled the client retainer to now include PR. And the entire sales team was pitching affiliate PR programs. So coming to October of 2020, I was managing 20 to 30 client programs while trying to train three other team members to build this channel. I even told my boss, I will take a pay cut just so I have less clients so I can train the team. I wasn't sleeping. I had extreme insomnia. And so it really was this like tower moment in the tarot world. You're bumping all over the place <laughs> where I was just going to walk away and just see what happens. Um, Cause I also truly believe when you stand in your worth, it doesn't make sense that you are rewarded. And that's been a huge you know, theme going into my, into my business and the growth. And I, I had a client at the time saying, what are you making, Gila? If you leave, we'll follow you. So that kind of, that was the invite. That was the official invite to leave, regardless of that relationship stayed. So December of 2020, I started my, um, started my business and there's a lot of beautiful things that have naturally happened from my chart. I made the conscious decision that I was not going to reach out to brands to manage the program. And every single client I've received has come through a relationship or a referral or what within LinkedIn, they've all found me. And I mean, oh gosh, I should probably count, but like anywhere from 30 to 40 brands inbound. And I don't take every brand. I'm very specific on the brands that I want to work with. 
Um, and I definitely haven't been perfect in this process. I've had to course correct. <laughs> and refine along the way. Yes, and that's a, a classic six in my profile, like course correcting that I learned mm -hmm. and it's wisdom to then help people not have to course correct. One thing that you and I have been focusing on and really working on in our time together has been your splenic authority and really, really tapping into it and listening to it, which can be a challenge. And I say a challenge because when you are a splenic authority, your relationship and trust with yourself is essential because you will get these splenic hits that don't make sense to other people. And sometimes they don't even make sense to you, but it's a very strong feeling. And there's been a couple of multiple times throughout our time together where, you know, you're getting a hit on maybe a certain client or letting somebody go, calling somebody in, whatever it is. And so how have you navigated that journey of, as a, as a business owner, working with your, your splenic authority and really making decisions from that place and learning to, to trust yourself when those hits come in. Yeah, that's been a muscle that has definitely strengthened since working with you. I think I wasn't as in tune with the splenic hits at the beginning of the business. I was allowing things to come in. I was aware of how I was utilizing my energy, but the splenic hits it, it's like I knew hindsight's 2020 with specific clients in my, that I have in mind or um, past contractors that I've worked with. It, I don't know, and this might be a question for you of, I feel like my, my and maybe it's a bitter feeling. If I don't listen to the splenic hit, then I feel bitter over specific situations. It's like a body like feeling in my body if I don't listen to it. So based off of, you know, there's been some situations where it's not longer than what it should have for me to course correct or really uh, listen to that initial splenic hit. Um, but every time I have taken that leap of faith or made that decision, I was rewarded. Something else came in. And, and it's just like a little reminder from the universe of good job we see you, we appreciate you. Here's like a little reward. And every single time I've, you know, made a course corrected shift or whatnot from a splenic hit, it's almost elevating my standards or refining my standards. And then that's the standard moving forward. So I don't back, go backwards and have to course correct again. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, you know, I think witnessing your, your journey through strengthening this trust muscle and really listening to your splenic authority, you know, even though you have made some really bold moves, it doesn't mean that it's not scary. Like we've really had to work through some moments where, you know, it's not working with this client or this partnership, but like you said, the people pleasing, you know, you want to, you know, this person for a long time, you want to give them another chance, but what happens and I've witnessed this with you and I've witnessed this with a lot of people who don't listen to their spleen. It doesn't really matter what type you are. It's that feeling of kicking yourself because you knew, because you knew that you should have and you get frustrated or bitter or angry, whatever it is, or disappointed in yourself for not, for not listening. And so you really have faced your fears 
many times over when it comes to taking that step forward in trusting your your spleen but we also have witnessed how much i mean without fail you guys kayla will you know will be voice noting and boxer and it's like my gosh, I got to do this thing. I have to have this conversation. I got to send this email. And then she does it. And she's like, oh my God, okay. I feel so much better. And without fail within, it's always less than seven days. I'm just going to say seven days. I get a, I get a a voice note. Oh my God, this person just reached out. This person just sent a DM, you know, there's always opportunity. So it really is the universe always rewards you for you know, of course, moving in alignment, but also facing that fear and really moving with it yeah and taking that step further i think once you called out the gate of shock and you started leaning into that um which is 51 coming from the heart center correct yes look at me oh Um, look at you and that being like my sun gate Mm -hmm. in addition to planet authority i i will always remember this if you make like drawing the connection of watch how animals instinctually move and how they don't second guess it if they want to go sniff that tree the real sniff that tree or something you know or they feel like they're being hunted they're going to move for their lives and leaning more and owning like the shockade as part of my journey has because first and foremost how people react towards things is either a mirror or they're projecting how they feel regarding the situation onto me. Um, so having these conversations of letting go of a client or ending a professional relationship that is um, on their end, it can feel really shocking. But knowing and owning that shock factor, it doesn't translate in my, it doesn't translate to me as being a bad thing if they're shocked if that makes sense. And so I think that's been the biggest thing of, I'm okay if people are shocked at what I do, like a little things out of nowhere and telling my friends and family after the fact. Um, and just, yeah, really taking ownership of that. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And, and here's the thing, sometimes that gate of shock for anybody who, who has that gate of shock, gate 51, it is, you know, it can feel like the moves that you make are shocking, but sometimes that shock can just be, presenting something to someone which allows them to see things differently or think about things differently right so sometimes we think of shock as this like abrupt thing and and sometimes it is but sometimes it's just it can be a subtle like oh I never saw that like that boom mind blown so it's uh but it, it it's a really beautiful gate to witness when people can tap into it again layering that with trust in themselves because it doesn't always make sense to people and i've been on the receiving end of that many times amy also has her son gate of of 51 so that gate of shock is very much present in her life and multiple times throughout our friendship i was like whoa okay sure she's like i am sure that's it see she's also a splenic authority so you know when you know you, you just know but it is um it is really really beautiful to witness I, I really want to talk to you about in incorporating human design into your business because you are so conscious of your, the designs of your staff. Mm-hmm. You're so conscious of their alignment, keeping these conversations of desire, energetic capacity, all of that. It's a very 
open flowing conversation between you and your team. And it's beautiful to watch. So how has human design benefit your business when it comes to creating a team? I, I would go as bold to say like human design is the reason for the success of my business, to be completely honest. I could do everything that I'm doing right now in terms of servicing my clients, but if I'm not energetically aligned, I wouldn't be attracting anyone. So that's first and foremost. Um, it, it's kind of like a, a beautiful alignment of my best, my longest friend of, gosh, over 15 years. She didn't, she was aware of human design, but wasn't fully aware of it. And I remember, I think it was January, uh, maybe February or March of this year, she was visiting me. We looked up her human design and she was a generator. I was like, in my brain, I was like, oh, I need one. I need an my <laughs> circle. Um, and she has like six years of being an executive assistant at an equity firm, um, private equity firm. And I knew she was desiring to make a shift of her own. And so she came up, she brought up one day, um, you know, I see that you're being really successful in your business. Let me know if you ever want to hire me as your assistant. And in my brain, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to just hire you as my assistant. You got 29 on your ECT. You're so smart. Yeah. You want to remember that. Maybe I was bitter because I wanted one. <laughs> also, I think that's the projector in you really being able to see things so clearly. I think projectors are really good at um, seeing the potential in other people and seeing, you know, maybe gifts that other people or, or potential that other people don't see for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, you know, we've lived together before we were commanders and marching band. Like there's so many examples of us working as a team um, and as a pair that was just a no brainer for me. So I brought her on and it has been really cool to see her learn more about her chart and integrate her chart um, you know, being a, a generator, leaning into the joy and, and starting your day based off of joy, like what brings you joy? And so that decides what she does. She will literally tell me this doesn't bring me joy. I'm like, okay, let's shift. What brings you joy? And like, literally it's that simplest thing of, are you in joy? Because I've, I've noticed that she procrastinates something she's likely not enjoyed in, in a mm. also being a generator she needs to respond to something so if i gave her if i give her a new project i need to provide direction give her a template start it for her something to respond to in addition she is is open her like bottom half of the chart is i think she's got four uh, emotional sacral Yep. Spleen and root. I only know this because I had a reading with her this afternoon. So I was looking at her chart. So it works. It's such a beautiful pairing as well because she doesn't want to run client calls, but she can pick up on how I speak about affiliate PR so naturally with my defined throat and seeing us kind of blend very beautifully together in terms of like a business partnership has been really fun. Mm. And, you know, how 
have you as a projector really honored your design in the operating of your business? Aside from, of course, you know, the splenic hits and listening to them. You know, not, not overworking, first and foremost, like the use of my energy. My, my wife is also a projector, splenic projector. So it is, it's really nice to first be in a home where I'm not absorbing generator energy 24-7. I notice when I'm around generators or an energy type that much more. So it, it's very strict with my schedule. I try to be strict and I'm working toward it, refining it all the time of being really conscious of the energy that I have in, in this season, whatever season I'm in. And I, again, I'm so inspired by your last, your last podcast with Amy of how you're kind of like swapping energies of this season. And I think that's, that was really empowering for projector, knowing that there are going to be seasons where you're extremely energized and inspired. And then there are seasons where you just need to slow down, but holistically really making sure I'm not packing my days with calls. Calls is when I absorb the most energy and where I output the most energy. So Hannah and Christiana, she's also a projector on my team. I feel so supported in the doing, the back end doing, training them to to respond to you know the 10 emails that are asking questions. Hannah loves a long to-do list and loves to respond to people as a generator. Whereas we'll hop on a call for an hour a day and they'll just ask me questions. I provide top line counsel, you know, really that like bird's eye view of everything going on. And that way the energy that I'm outputting is very efficient and strategic and it bleeds into all areas of the business. Whereas before I was pitching the media, I was, you know, researching for the media list. I was on the client calls. I was prepping for the client calls. I was responding to client calls. And so really having that day-to-day responding support helps tremendously. I actually have more energy to do more work. I, I always tell Hannah, I could sit down and research something solo on my own for four hours and feel fine. I could go into my inbox and respond to 10 questions, 10 separate emails, and I'm exhausted. And so it's also being very conscious of how do I feel after certain tasks and projects and um, prioritizing or shifting. Yeah, I think that's something with the difference between sacral and non-sacrals where, uh, you know, generators manifest in generators to us, it's, it's so clear what we desire. And oftentimes with the non-sacral types, you know, you guys rather than, I mean, sometimes it's like, oh, this really lights me up. But a lot of the times it's, that did not feel good. That drained me. It's almost like the opposite. You, it's very obvious to you what doesn't feel good and what doesn't light you up. And that can sometimes shift you into, really focusing your energy on what, what does light you up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on just out of pure curiosity, knowing that Hannah is a, as your right-hand woman is an emotional authority and you are undefined in your emotional center. So that undefined solar plexus, defined solar plexus relationship 
from my experience, communication is, is so important in having that clear channel of communication because you are ultimately experiencing your emotions in completely different ways. You know, the lens in which you are seeing things and feeling things, it, it's completely different. <laughs> and uh, so I'm just curious how you navigate you know, having uh, somebody who you work so closely with that does experience the the highs and lows and the emotional waves and uh, how that's felt by you and how you to really create the room for conversation and understanding and space and grace and compassion uh, within a business setting. I mean, I know you guys have a friendship, but yeah. on top of that. No, absolutely. Um... I, I will just also say Hannah is like a pillar. She is just the best, one of the best humans I know and is very, I think when, I can't remember who said it to her, but someone said, you know, it's, it's a generator's responsibility to always be in joy because if I'm around her and she isn't in her joy state, and I'm taking, she, you know, I'm taking in the, the feelings that she's feeling. Um, so I think she's first she's so aware and considerate of that in the space. Um, also being an undefined head, I ask her a lot of yes or no questions because yes or no questions she's expressed to me is a lot easier when we're talking about business. And if things are clear to her, then she's able to process them through her emotional authority. I will ask her yes or no questions and if it's not a yes or a no. And she's been playing around with what's the difference between like listening to your sacral with like quick, small decisions and then bigger decisions saying, let me run that through my emotional authority and I'll get back to you in a day. And so really playing with the both and allowing for that open conversation to happen. So she is just, she feels supported. It's a safe space for her to be the happiest version of herself. I, I, again, like having over 15 years of friendship, there's a level of understanding and trust and an ability to have those crucial conversations, critical conversations that if in a normal, you know, new business relationship, it would likely be brushed to the side and kind of build up and build up. We're very good. I'll say one of our best friendship qualities is we read one another. If something's off, we just have a, you know, a very clear conversation and we squash it. Mm -hmm. And have you had moments where you've kind of recognized, okay, she's going through a wave right now and I'm going to, you know, give her that space. Cause I feel like in a traditional corporate setting, that would be really, really challenging for an emotional authority or even for, you know, a, a manager or, or a boss to be navigating without understanding that layer of somebody's energy. Totally. You know, I'll have to say, I don't see a lot of waves from her. So I'm curious mm. to see when you look at her charts, um, maybe like Gates or channels or whatever, because um, I know there's a specific channel that can cause someone, if it's connected, when we were looking at my mom's chart, you mentioned that <laughs> we were connected that way. Um, I think the biggest thing is we connect in the morning and that's when I can tell if she's 
just off. If she's just having a hard time or just, you know, maybe she didn't go to the gym that morning or maybe she's feeling tired or not feeling good. Um, I, I can sense that, but it's never something that I am absorbing to a level that's affecting our, our business or our ability to do work. It, it might also be the five in her profile of being so aware of not caring what other people you know, project onto her or making sure she doesn't do that to others. I it's just, just very aware. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> yes, there's definitely a big difference uh, from the undefined solar plexus perspective or feeling of somebody who is emotionally intelligent, let's say, as, a, as an emotional authority and somebody who isn't, it's felt very different. Because I think sometimes emotional authorities can get a really bad rap. And, you know, in, in my, my current relationship with my fiance, he's an emotional authority. He's wildly, wildly uh, responsible. He takes radical responsibility for his, his emotions, his energy he knows how he's showing up and he's emotionally intelligent. So, and in my past relationship, it was the opposite. So I have learned there is such beauty in the emotional authority. And while I, while I do witness his waves, he has a buildup wave. So um, it's actually, I noticed month to month is expressed differently. It kind of depends on what's going on that month, but I have multiple times witnessed the true, true buildup and the uh, the tears and the frustration and the like big blow up of, of emotion. Um, but it's not in a way that it, it's, it's in a way that is his, he's not putting it on to me and it and really allows for, you know, also I understand human design so I can sit there and hold so much space for him to be riding that wave with love and compassion uh, until he can really reach clarity because for anyone who has that buildup wave, it is, it can feel like everything is wrong. You know, when, when it, when he, when it, that moment happens of the expression of emotion, there are 8 million things wrong, but I know there's not 8 million things wrong. I have to just sit and listen and over time, it's like, well, actually this is, this is what it really is. So if you have that wave, just allow yourself the time and grace while you're experiencing it to come to your clarity. And if you are, you know, a, a mother or a friend, or you have a, a partner who has that, has that wave, I think the, the biggest thing you can do is just be there and, and hold space for them to be riding it and not making it mean something about you. That can be the most challenging thing with the undefined solar plexus as we absorb emotions we want to know like, well, you brought that in because I was feeling good until you brought that in. And if we can just detach from the you versus me and just be like, okay, someone's going through a wave right now. This is nothing to do with me and I'm going to sit here for you. It helps so much. Yeah, you articulated that so well. Thank you. I think one thing on um, a similar topic is desires, meeting an undefined um, sacral and her being a defined sacral when she visits, I, I desire to eat more or more consistently because as a generator, she loves, you know, to fuel <laughs> her body um, or just in general, when I'm on client calls, I, I'm more conscious of it now, but I will be on a prospective client call and they'll be excited to work with me. 
And so I absorb that excitement and I'm like, I used to say on the call, yep, let's do it, let's go. And now I've, I've made the rule, Hannah has helped um, keep me accountable of, I will not make a decision on the call because I could be absorbing their desire versus me really taking a step back and saying, does this fit within my values and who I wanna work with? So I think that's a, a really big way of her um, kind of highlighting the sacral and keeping me accountable. Mm, that's so, so good for anybody who's undefined and really absorbing that sacral energy. And I think that is, that, that can be the case for all of our centers that are undefined, right? We can really be, I think, especially with the undefined G center, you can be in the presence of somebody, you know, whether it's a partner or your parents or just somebody who feels like this really strong presence and, and, and somebody who can like show you the path and show you the way. And it's really easy to like the sacral get getting caught up in other people's desires or excitement or, or feeling their joy and absorbing it the same way with other people's path or direction or what, you know, you think is the best thing for you at that time. It's so important to step back and just say, okay, what is mine? What is not? This is for every center that is undefined or open, you guys. What is mine? What is not? And a practice of really being able to separate the two, whether it's for your emotions, you know, whatever it is, fear, I mean, pressures, we, we can go through every center, but it's really, really essential to you staying in alignment. You have to be able with an undefined or open center to go back to kind of your, your blank slate and then be asking yourself those important questions. You know, what do I desire? What are the pillars of my business? Who do I want to be? Where do I want to go? How do I want to show up? How do I feel? How did I feel prior to this person coming into my energetic field? Um, that's, that's so, so good. When you, or as you have gone through this journey from burnout to alignment and thriving. And, you know, as a projector, your, your signature theme of success, you really, really are experiencing it. And not just in a monetary way, you're experiencing it in your relationship, in success, in your, um, your routine, you know, the way you wake up and you pull your cards in the morning and you take time to meditate, all of that, all of those are, are symbols for success in a projector's life. But with the undefined sacral, the biggest thing to learn in there is when enough is enough. So how have you, because the conditioning there, of course, is not knowing when enough is enough and going into burnout, which you did. And many people do as projectors until they realize, oh, this is definitely not how it's supposed to go. And that can really cause a lot of, uh, especially with the undefined heart center, a lot of, a lot of doubt or questioning yourself when it comes to your work you know am I even good enough why can't I keep up with these people why 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 when it has nothing to do with any of that so how have you tapped into the wisdom of the undefined sacral of knowing when enough is enough whether that is when it comes to your physical output when it comes to a topic of conversation a relationship whatever that is um oh gosh I think it's such a, such a classic six of just like, uh, uh, like case studies, like looking back at examples of the consequences of burnout versus the reward of 
doing the thing that feels like the opposite thing that I should be doing, like working, 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 working. Let me just clear out my inbox. Whereas like, no, I'm tired. I'm going to meditate. It's, it's funny. I, I feel so grateful of the, the environment and the work culture that I've created of it's to the point where Hannah will even say, Kayla, you haven't meditated yet. We're not going to be successful if you don't take a nap and meditate. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we want, we want this launch to be successful. So Hannah, if you want Fridays off in a four-day work week because that keeps you in your joy, then we're going to be more successful even if you're working four days a week versus five days a week. It's really just, just trust. It's purely trust and permission. And- Information, 100%. Yeah, you, you created a culture where that's acceptable and you, can, you are allowed to give yourself permission and seemingly you remind each other and give each other permission to, to do the, the things that are most aligned for you. And I think that's really simplified a lot of it. As a business owner, I, I don't seek out templates or strategies that other people have done because it's not for me. It's, it's not efficient. If I'm, if I'm drawn to something and I desire to learn something, then the desire is the permission and, and the like, okay, you know, press go, that's the right direction. Um, and I think as a new entrepreneur, there are so many people trying to tell you how to do things and how to be successful. And again, that's their experience. That's what worked for them, that's their own, or someone else told them that and they're kind of playing telephone. And so it just feels really disconnected. And I feel like my brand is just like my personality. It's like I'm coming home and I'm just living in my body and letting that be the guy. Mm, living your body. Yes, that is, that is it. It's allowing yourself to really do that, connecting with your body and then letting it lead you. That's so, so beautiful. You have multiple coaches um, and I'm just curious, you know, you made that, that's a really big decision to make to invest in yourself in that way. And it's something that a lot of people can desire, but maybe, you know, hesitate on for various reasons. So how has having, you know, a coach or a mentor in your, in your life, in your business helped you grow and expand and evolve your business? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So grateful. If no one, if anyone listening to this doesn't have a coach, whether it's group or one-on-one, please consider it. (laughs) I started my first group coaching program, October of 2020. And it was after that same person did ran a program within the, the agency. So I met her through her running an agency program that I was a part of. That group program first showed me I prefer one-on-one, but it was a good like base, you know, a good groundwork. It it, it gave me the support to leave my job. And then from there, I met an individual where I started having a couple sessions at the beginning of January. She's a manifester and totally her energy is such a manifester. Now looking back and she supported and helped spark the start of my self-compassion series which was for the very first time in my entire life, I showed up on Instagram. I recorded myself talking stream of consciousness, but also speaking a lot of truths that I was hiding from. And 
looking back, that was really the first time I took ownership and allowed myself to be seen as a projector, regardless of how it made anyone else feel. Um, leaving, you know, going more into June, July of this year, I started working with an aura reader, Susanna, aura wear in New York. And I kid you not, before working with her, all I wore was black, white, tan. I was so resistant to color, which you knowing me now is probably so wild, but my wardrobe was only black, white, tan. And she, it's like, I see the world in color now. I understand mm -hmm. color, attracted to color. I get the healing energetics around auras and embodying a specific color to help heal. Like for an example, yellow is the inner child. So really being drawn to things that are nostalgic or that you love to do as a child and playing with yellow and wearing yellow to heal your inner child. Um, that's just opened the floodgates and she is a, totally a generator as well. And just tells me like it is, you know, <laughs> she's integrated in the fashion space. I think, and then you like your, your help with in, um, implementing human design has allowed me working with you one-on-one -on -one, where it's the, it's the small moments in every day. It's, it's the small shifts. It's the small connections where something happens and I voice memo you and I'm like, well, I think because I'm this in my chart and we apply it right then and there. And that is the, has been so life-changing, truly so life-changing to really see how applicable and how much you can implement human design in every single decision is we're everything is made up of energetics, whether it's coming to you or you're outputting it or engaging with it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And it really is those small moments that build, you know, they build up to the big moments, but they also, how you are making decisions in the small moments and how you are showing up in the small moments really are similar to the way that you're showing up in the big moments. So when you can make that a practice or a habit, it really begins to strengthen your trust in yourself and your energy and the way that you're showing up. Yeah, it's funny now realizing I'm an undefined state girl, I used to always say I'm very much a product of my environment without knowing what I was saying. But I apply that to one-on-one -on -one coaching in terms of finding mentors like yourself that are embodying something that I aspire to grow or to refine into. Or, you know, I, I mentioned this yesterday to you. I just voice memo you. I was like, Liz, I feel sexy these days. And I feel good. <laughs> that was one of the things that I was desiring was to embody like a sexy woman. And that had nothing to do with dollar signs as a, as a, as an ROI of working with you, you know? So the power of just elevating your, your aura and energetics um, alignment is very, yes. Well, Kayla, I've enjoyed this conversation so much and, you know, thank you for just sharing your journey and really how you have been able to show up and own all of yourself as a 6-2 splenic projector. And, you know, I, the thing I find most fascinating really is the full integration of it into your business and how your business has been able to continuously grow and succeed and not just succeeding, like I said, in a way of like, yes, you are getting the monetary results, but you also have, you know, you have a company that is very, 
full of joy and desire and openness and just you're creating a space for people to really be creating the life of their dreams and doing work that they love and all while you're doing the same so thank you so much for just sharing today and showing up it's been a pleasure chatting with you and we will talk to you guys soon bye alive by design